Welcome to the Cram and Create Club Eagle Nest Podcast. Hello and welcome to Cram and Create Club's Eagle Nest Podcast, uh, episode six, I think. Um, we're back for another episode. Also, we've had a week, uh, an episode off. Uh, we've updated our technology since the last podcast. Um, as you can see, I've got a microphone. The audio should sound a little bit better. Um, and as always, we're joined by our co-host, Jordan Margenberg. Jordan, how are you? Good to be here, Craig. Thank you very much for having me. Matt, nah, you've made another episode. Absolutely. So we're going to put this out as a video, are we? Well, it might hop up on YouTube. You never know. Yeah, I would have dressed up for it. I would have put makeup on if I had known that. <laughs> um, so what's making news in the world of Jordan Margenberg? Today we, uh, sorry, today's episode, we're not going to have a special guest. It's going to be rather informative, full of information for our members with COVID rules. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a chat with Berger about his cricket, um, some clothing, some junior registration, some senior players stuff. So all of this will be great information for everyone listening. But um, yes, Jordan, what's been happening in the world of you? Not too much, Greg. I think I'm in the same boat as a lot of other people, just sort of sitting, waiting for uh, Dan the man to say, yes, you can go out and see your friends. You've been a good little boy. You are now rewarded yourself no pretty much the same working uh here and there and um kicking the footy a lot how's um, that coming along because your yeah, foot look, skills I, are terrible i i wouldn't say i'm tony lockett let's put it that way uh, i've got about no, a 30, I'm tony lockett because i'm rotund <laughs> i've got about a uh, 30 meter kick and that's about it with the wind yeah <laughs> that's a generous win too that's the casey <laughs> doctor behind you it's required it's definitely required um now moving on to some cricket stuff we'll go we'll have a healthy uh discussion and conversation around the COVID rules obviously since our last uh episode cricket victoria released the COVID rules that they would like adopted or want adopted from the state government uh for cricket to go ahead this season in 2020 2021 um so some big notables, Bergam, you and I have spoken about this one at quite some length about uh, the no spit, the no uh, saliva um, going on the ball. What's your thoughts on that? How's it going to impact cricket? Oh, I'm more, not a big fan. More importantly? Well, well, I'm not a big fan, but I mean, it's it's in place for obvious reasons. So I can't sort of argue the fact that they're, they're going to obviously have to bring that in. For me, um, you know, my pre- uh, bowling routine is I do lick my two sort of spinning fingers to grip the ball. Um, that's obviously something I've done for f five, six years. Um, so to change that all of a sudden is going to be difficult. We did go down to the nets. So I did try it. It did feel unnatural. Um, so hopefully maybe we might be able to have like a wet cloth or something just to get a little bit of moisture in the fingers because especially – yeah, Casey, if it is windy and it's a dryish day with not a lot of humidity, not much to sort of grip onto the ball. So I do struggle with that, try and get a grip and rev revolutions on the ball. 
I know for yeah. you in the slips and stuff, you, every ball you're licking your fingers and it's going to be something I think that we're going to be stopped during games and we're going to be out to, to, you know, told you need to go and wash your hands or you need to use the sanitizer, whatever. But yeah, it's going to be a learning curve that we're going to have to get around. Yeah, yeah, I think, and when I was, I did a little bit of an information session with my under-18s the other day, and I think the most important thing to realise is if you do make a mistake, like if you lick your fingers, just tell someone, so and then you can sanitise and it, it, it moves on, then, like, that's it done, completed. Um, it's when people yeah, definitely. start... No one's, no one's going to be out there, yeah. Yeah, saying, it's, oh, it's when people start, or... yeah, it's when people start doing it and then they stop telling people, then that's when that's when we're at a higher risk. So I think it's encouraged to just, just be honest. If you make a mistake and we're all going to do it, let's be honest, we're all definitely going to do it. Um, and like you said, we've spoken about a few things um, recently about what potentially could come in place of um, instead of shining the ball or getting that purchase on your fingers. A couple of things we came up with was maybe like being able to have like a little wet rag in your pocket or um, is a, uh, is a wet spot on your pants to grab some moisture off. But again, this is all going to need to be approved by people that got more power than us, Jordan. Oh yes, absolutely. In uh, in paid positions within a you know a local competition, so they get paid the big dollars, make the big boy decisions. <laughs> um, I think there has to be some sort of allowance, though. So. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be interesting to see. I know. MLB Major League Baseball uh, allow the pitchers to have a little wet rag in their back pocket. They're allowed to go to it um, and use it. Uh, and obviously the umpires can audit that. They can just say, hey, mate, you're going to your rag heaps. Um, I need to check what substance that is. So again, the other leagues have done, um, other sports have done other little things. So it'd be interesting to see what cricket comes up with. Um, also shining the ball. It's going to impact the ball majorly, isn't it? That's one thing I've really been wondering about because obviously the ball is going to be shiny and swinging for, I think Kookaburra is pretty renowned for, for stop swinging pretty early, especially the white ones. But also I'm really interested to see how the ball is going to react to being sanitised. Yeah. Now, alcohol does dry pretty quickly, but what does that mean for the leather or the hide on the ball? Also the lacquer that's on there, especially using white balls. Um, I mean, we're going to be seven and seven. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it's actually going to react. I wouldn't actually mind getting the leather down. Uh, sorry, the um, the alcohol spray at training just to sort of see how we can notice yeah. anything with the ball or the characteristics. Does it get softer? Does it? You know, it's it's an interesting like one. Does and also does the white add much moisture? That's so pretty much, well, if you wipe, or, pretty much if you yeah. wipe, if you shine straight away, can you still get that that little bit of shine? It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously I've seen alcohol sort of go onto bench tops and stuff, obviously doing that through work, but, and it, you know, it dries pretty quickly. Even if there is a little smear of still wet, it's sort of evaporates pretty quickly because that's alcohol. Um, but We know alcohol be, evaporates could be very buying, quickly, Jordan. Yeah, well... Drinking some right now, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be yeah. interesting to see. Um, the other Definitely. one, uh, Mars. Why you're not on the field, Jordan? How how do you handle that one? Yeah, yeah. The mask covers up half my lid, so it works in favours for me. <laughs> um, 
I might have to go to the full gimp suit set up while I'm <laughs> off the field. <laughs> Look, I'm hating masks, if I'm being honest, and it's only going to get worse as the, the warmer days come. Be yeah. interesting. I think we've got a 28-degree day coming up, so I think that's going to be pretty interesting. What mask are you currently rolling around with, Jordan? Uh, I alternate between a work one uh, and a Dustin Martin one. Okay. So, you? That's, that's fair. I'm just rolling around with a black, just a traditional black mask. Nothing crazy about it. Yeah, well, it uh, is slimming, so, yeah. Yeah, well, you should wear stripes. That's why I wear stripes as well. <laughs> Depends which way the stripes go. It might yeah. not do your favours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another big one is uh, training. So uh, for people that don't know, training, uh, you're allowed to have groups of 10 in a certain designated area. So if I was to explain this in the simple man's terms, is you'd be allowed to have 10 people in the nets, 10 people on one half of the ground, and 10 people on the other half of the ground. So that would be 30 people total. Um, and those groups aren't to change or mix during one session. Um, so they can change the and coach. Mix. A coach can go. Correct. Correct. So Between the groups. coach, the coach can change groups, but the players inside that group are to stay within that group, um, not mingle with any of the other groups um, during the session. So that'll be a really interesting one. Thoughts about having ten people in the nets, Jordan? How how do you think that pans out for cricket? Probably got to be high intensity, I would have thought, considering bowlers will have to be bowling more more balls, I suggest. I don't mind it, to be honest. I mean, I'm not a big Nets fan anyway. Never really thought, you know, when you, when you think of Nets and game day, completely polar opposite in terms of the setup and what you're actually doing. But, I mean, if you can condense that and actually get a group together, and, and I, I think that the plan is, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Mick wants to keep the same sort of 10 groups each session until we're allowed to open up a bit more. And that way you can actually really sort of hone in on each other and, and make sure that we're doing the right things. People do slip through the cracks in nets and, um, you know, you can get people who sort of get a bit lazy. This will actually make people a bit more accountable. So I don't mind it. It kind of works in our favour a bit, I think, for the way that we want to train to play. Um, so I do like it. Um, so there's been a lot of work behind the scenes on um, creating training plans, etc. cetera. Um, again, it's probably changed four or five times even since it's been arranged recently, but um, we'll find out probably Sunday when uh, big Daniel hits the press conferences, hits the press conference and lets us all know um, if we're allowed to resume with training or if it's been pushed back, we, we don't know. And I'm not in the business of predicting these things anymore, Jordan. No, I don't think any of us are. And Dino's actually fallen a little bit off the radar. I think uh, I think he's sort of lost a little bit of sense of where it's all going. I think everyone has, chef, to be honest. The old chef Pete Evans not highlighting his Facebook anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, some other COVID-related things would be people need to sign in and out of training. That will be done via your mobile phones. Um, there'll be a QR code. You'll just have to go there, click on the QR code. I assume once you click on that, you'll probably have to answer questions like such as, have you been in contact, blah, blah, blah. So it'll be another thing. You've got to be signed in, signed out. Um, but other than that, we don't want to bore you with all these COVID rules. Uh, they're just the, the crux of some of them. 
Uh, Jordan, I want to talk to you just a little bit briefly about your time at Cram and Career Club. Obviously, as host of this podcast, we don't get to talk about it. Well, we talk about ourselves a lot, but we don't actually get to talk serious um, much. Um, so, Jordan, we Cram definitely and do. Tr- we we name drop ourselves quite a lot. But. That's exactly. We do a great job of talking about ourselves um, in other conversations. Uh, so, tell us a bit about your journey joining Cram and Career Club. Uh, yeah, so what was it, about three years ago now, I think. Um, I came over. I, I've lived in the sort of Casey region for a long time, uh, about 10 years now. But uh, growing up, I played with mates uh, over at Bayswater Park Career Club. Uh, I came across after sort of all my mates who I'd played cricket with, junior cricket with my brother, who was no longer at the club. All those guys had sort of left and sort of found myself in a team where yeah, I was I was mates with them, but I wasn't I wasn't going to be catching up with a beer after after a game or going out for dinner with anyone or anything like that. And I just kind of felt like I was playing cricket for the sake of it. Um, like I do love cricket, and I thought I'm not playing it for the right reasons. Um, I'd always wanted to play turf cricket. I um, came over to Cranbourne and wasn't really sure what to expect. I wasn't sure where turf cricket. I mean, I always played synthetic. I wasn't sure where turf would be at, and um, Came across and I played, obviously, my first game in the threes uh, with yourself, a few other boys. Um, trying to think. I think Shahin played that day. I think there's a few boys that don't, no longer play at the club. But a long time ago now. But um, I sort of was, after that game, I felt like Cranbourne was just a much younger club and a much more inviting and fun place to be. Uh, Funky was a coach at the time and... and um, Gave me a shot in the ones later that year, and and ever since then I've I've sort of been a ones cricketer, um, which I'd never actually been before coming to Cranbourne. So, Loose I mean, I, I you know, sorry, loose words, the old ones cricketer. Well, you, you sort of dealt the the, the cards that you dealt, aren't you? But I think Funky really gave me a a step or a faith to take that next step with my cricket I always felt like I had the ability to be a, a decent contributor uh, at a higher level, if you will. But I think Funky really gave me that ability and belief to take those next steps and credit to him. He was a spin bowler in the ones at the time and, and welcomed me in with open arms. Anyone would, you know, almost kind of forgive him for, for leaving me in the twos and sort of holding on to that. But he was probably one of the biggest drivers of me actually moving that next step up. So, all my sort of accomplishments there, an individual level, not on a team level, but I do owe Funky a lot for re, you know, reinstating my love for the game and and, give, and giving me a home because he was one of the first blokes to really open his arms and and want me to play for the for the club. Now, um, two bowling averages, is that correct? Well, I haven't got the second one yet. Um, we haven't had a presentation tonight, but I do believe that my name will be going on that award, yes. <laughs> uh, now, John Woodall medalist in season 2019-20. Uh, Talk me through uh, that for me, please. Uh, it's a big honour. I mean, some, it's hard to talk about the award as itself. Obviously, I know um, a good perspective of, of the Woodall family, Joan and, and uh, her kids, Mark and... Um, and Ross, I've met him a handful of times, but, you know, 
it's hard to talk about it on that sort of level that everyone holds that side of it so dearly for who they were a part of Cranbourne Cricket Club. For me as, as a player, it's just really nice to be uh, acknowledged, I guess, on votes. I was, you know, I probably wasn't the best player in the team, wasn't the best player in the club, but it's really nice to be able to get that award. Um, it's definitely an award that will always be very fond to me. But number one for me is, is winning a premiership. Like that's, that's the number one. But that Joe Moodle medal at the moment sits at the top of the mantelpiece and will until I win a premiership. And what was it like finding out that you won it 30 minutes before you actually win it? Um, it was actually really funny because I thought I was in with it. Like a lot of people come up to you and say, oh, you know, it's yours to lose and all that. And, and that just makes you feel a whole lot better about yourself. So thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks to a few boys who mentioned that to me throughout the weeks leading up. Uh, and I didn't poll well very early. Like I thought I played some decent games early on. Um, and I was nowhere near it. I don't even think I got a vote up until about round four or five. And um, yeah, and then the old Logitech clicker that you went and purchased that day. No, it was bonus. Marty Kelly's. He donated it from Kmart. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so the slide shot through. It, it made it a bit easier to make a speech. Um, and also just got to relax and a lot of people got around me and said hello. It was fantastic for Sandy. He got to go home an hour early because he knew the winner. <laughs> oh, this is simple. <laughs> he literally, Pat, I think, I think when we obviously went back through the count, um, I think at around, about around eight or nine, he just tapped me on the back. He goes, well done, mate. Shook my hand and left. <laughs> got another function okay. to go to. <laughs> yep, see you, mate. <laughs> Uh, I think a few people would have followed him out the door anyway. It was a great event, though. Yeah, um, now, uh, your favourite Cram and Cricket Club memory, the last question I've got for you. Um, and if it's not that semi-final in Turf 3 where we lost it in a day and had the best day ever after, best silly Sunday ever, I'll, I'll not be happy. Oh, uh, that's right up there. Um <laughs> I don't want to say that one because it's a lot of people's favourite memory. Uh, <laughs> I think the like the Achuka trip, the Achuka trip was is going to be something I'll constantly remind Marty of, or you of, or, or Cam. Like we always talk about it. I think the Achuka trip where we ended up we going ruined there for it by a twenty twenty match. Well, we went up there for a twenty twenty match and ended up playing three days. So <laughs> <laughs> I think getting stuck in that in that little one bedroom. Uh, club social rooms that that club had for our dinner and then had the audacity to charge us $18 for the worst roast I've ever had in my life. <laughs> You're not glowing this place up, are you? No, it was a shit hole. <laughs> but the, um, the American hotel went all right, didn't it? It did. It did. One of the greatest renditions of shallow I've ever heard. Yeah, I did jump on the mic for, a, for an in, uh, intro. You did. Uh, now, some other stuff for our members is clothing. So if it, you've all been online or you've seen on Team App, uh, we've got a new uh, clothing supplier this year. It's Big Dog Clothing. Um, so thanks very much for dropping on, uh, for hopping on board, Big Dog. I've uh, done a lot of work behind the scenes on uh, making sure we've got some of the best quality uh, sports clothing going around um, and that they've done. I've seen the samples. Jordan, you've seen the samples. They are... Um, they're very, very good. Um, but it's they are all, top notch. All, 
They are. They are. Um, it's all ordered online. Um, so please hop on to our Facebook page, our Instagram or team app, and you'll see the link on there. You just buy it all by uh, the shop. Um, and uh, for orders to be here before round one, they need to be submitted before, I think it's the 14th of October. So hopefully people listening to this before the 14th of October, remember to jump on board and, uh, and, and get your new clothing. Same design, same quality, just a different brand. Um, so if you bought stuff last year, you don't need to rebuy it this year to stay up to date. It's still the exact same design. Um, but there's some new things on offer like scarves, beanies, socks, um, new hats, singlets, playing bags, etc. So they've done a great job. Um, so uh, thank you very much to Big Dog for jumping on board and helping us out in that department. Um, another thing is junior registrations. The link has now been posted online on our Facebook page. Uh, again, that's all done online. Please jump on uh, the website Play Cricket. Uh, and register to play junior cricket at the Cranbourne Cricket Club. Remember, we've got under 10s, under 12s, under 14s, under 16s and under 18s in season 2021. And with that, we've also got girls cricket. So girls cricket registrations are now open as well. That was posted on Facebook uh, today. Uh, so that's very good. It's only $5 for the girls to join. That's just your insurance fee. It doesn't cost anything to play. You'll get your kit, you'll get a shirt, you'll get a hat. Um, all inclusive. Uh, we're, real, we're really big on pushing this within our club. Um, so again, if you've got any girl, if you know any girls out there um, that are looking for a game of cricket, we've got two grades, under 13s and under 17s. Um, and we're really looking forward to that moving forward. And Sylvia and Marty uh, Kelly have done a great job on uh, getting that um, sorted. Again, girls cricket's a big addition to our career club, Jordan. Absolutely. Uh, I think... We might have discussed it a couple of years ago and I sort of said, where was girls cricket at? And I thought girls cricket was number one and, and maybe even a veterans team, number two. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, ex-players well, ex now. That you just love to sort of see, put the whites back on every second sort of Saturday, have a player one day. Or, you know, it'd be great to see. Um, but definitely girls cricket because I, uh, I think we're quite behind the eight ball with not having some sort of format for them. Uh, hopefully that the juniors, I think, what is it, 13s and 17s? Correct. And then hopefully that will transition into a senior girls team. Um, yeah. There's a lot of I've girls out lot, there that do enjoy do cricket. It. Yeah, well, the club that I came from had a, had a girls team for a good, the good part of the last 10 years and that ran extremely successfully. Their senior women's team has about 15 to 16 rotating players. So it's definitely a market there for it. And they're, they're a club that's in a very, very much smaller sort of area per team. Like, you know, there's a team two minutes down the road. We sort of have a bit of a luxury with it, with a wider space. So there's no reason why we can't get two teams this year and then hopefully add to that in the following years. Yes, and also senior players, something went out on the socials recently. Uh, senior players just need to notify Chris George or just someone that has some sort of position within our cricket club, so they can pass it on to Chris George, um, of their uh, intention of playing and training. Because obviously with the COVID rules in place, we need to be on top of our numbers and ensuring that we've got the right amount of teams and ensuring that we've got the right amount of training numbers um, so we can put in groups. So if you haven't already done it already, most people have done it, and thank you very much for doing that. But please just uh, get in contact with Chris George. Just to, if you're playing, just hey, shoot him a message, mate, I'm playing. 
Um, and if you're not, uh, please let us know so we can um, arrange our protocol. So as soon as we get the go ahead, uh, we can hit the ground running. Also the senior players uh, that you've seen join the club this year, Jordan, is that an exciting, something that excites you? Yeah, it is. Um, I think we were sort of talking, obviously we've been catching up for our exercises and stuff and we've been talking about how the club's going to look round one and we're very good it's not going to have me in it. Yeah, yeah, we are very good walkers. Um, yeah, it, it's exciting to see because you're getting all these different players and you're not sure where they're going to fit in. And we've sort of been going through that sort of mock round one team and it's a little bit of a selection headache uh, for, for ones, twos and threes. So it's a good place to be and it's exciting. And, and I hope that guys are not um, sort of disheartened by the COVID restrictions that we're in. These are things that are in place. We're going to have to live with them. I'm, I'm sure as shit that I absolutely hate staying at home right now and and uh, I can't wait to play cricket. But it's not just about playing cricket for yourself. It's also for other people that, you know, need that sort of out. And you might be to someone else uh, a good out, you know, someone that they enjoy being around. You might not even know that, you know. So, so not only do it for yourself, but do it for others. No, I think that that is very, very well put. Um, and a great thing that um, Chop sent me the other day was just make sure we're getting the message across that with an influx of players this season, um, there is going to be competition for spots. And I think that makes for a very, very successful career club going forward. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, I think we had about what, 17 or 18 players that we were tossing up between for round one yeah. in the first 11. Yeah, so it's, it's a great great spot to be at as a cricket club. And going forward, we need to embrace that. Um, some good players will be playing in the thirds and fourths. That's that's the way cricket clubs should operate. Um, I'm looking forward. at you, Craig. Well, oh, I've got some carpet <laughs> shoes somewhere. <laughs> I don't even reckon I'd get a game with those B-graders. <laughs> well, actually, I walked past some training yesterday. They're raring to go. I saw Pratty with a bourbon in his hand. We never done the other so, way. No, there was not a cr- single bit of cricket item near him, so <laughs> he'd be in fine form this year. Uh, no, very, very much so. Um, another thing that I will just say on the cricket club's behalf is uh, we lost one of our life members this week. Uh, Graham Reeves uh, unfortunately passed away, um, so condolences to uh, the Reeves family. Um, have uh, they've been a great family for the Cram and Cricket Club and. Our thoughts and prayers are with them during this incredibly, incredibly tough time. So, um, yes, rest in peace, Graham. Um, I think there's been some great messages put up on Facebook. Um, probably the main one's probably been from Deb Ridge, and um, she put a great message on Facebook um, before about how much fun they used to have in the old race course days. You love the race course, Jordan. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, I, I, love the, I love the look of those club rooms and nets. Yes, that's exactly right. One of the greatest places of all time. Um, So, look, we wanted to keep this episode uh, quite short as we're testing out a few little technical things and we wanted to provide an update of more information to our uh, members. Uh, We hope this has been a help to you. Um, We hope this has provided some sort of uh, assistance and guidance into what our cricket season will look like this season. Again, there's so many more rules that you can all find online if you're willing to do the research. Uh, the Career Club will be releasing some information shortly regarding training and training groups and, and training protocols. Remember, these protocols, all for playing, are all for training as well. 
So please keep that in mind. Um, more importantly, once we hear something from the state government, when we can go and train, it'll be hit the ground running. It'll be time to go. Um, but yeah, until until then, just keep keep an eye out on Facebook. And I think uh, we all we all think that, geez, wouldn't it be nice to see our mates? And I, I've got no mates, so it's all good for me. But people that are social, <laughs> people that are social. Uh, want to see their mates and and we're looking forward to see everyone at the cricket club very very soon jordan anything you got to say to the members uh yeah i've just got to call out uh mick sweeney so we've joined strava and for the first time in my life i've, I've actually really focused on fitness aspect of cricket and um i've noticed that mick sweeney's always at the very top of the leaderboard in our club on strava and i realized today why he double logs his bike rides. So he rode for an hour and 10 minutes this morning. He logged it in twice, which gave him two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, so you're calling for a please explain that we didn't even ask for. Yeah, well, I've got a please explain for Mick Sweeney. Uh, I think he's got about five and a half hours. So you've got to halve that because he's Jeez. double logging all these entries. There you go. This is an expose, expose. Yeah. Jeez, he didn't think he was going to get caught out. He'd just sit at the top of the food chain and go, how good am I? So, yeah, I'm coming for you, Mick. <laughs> I'm coming for you with the four-kilometre walk. <laughs> no, thank you very much for joining us, Jordan. Um, hopefully the technical issues from last episode don't reoccur and this goes out uh, perfectly on our Sunday night as normal. Uh, again, Jordan, you've been great. It's been great having you. Great seeing you. Um, Thank you, Craig. Thank you very much for having me. Sensational absolute... questions, and thanks for the heads up that we'll be doing this. Oh, no, that's an absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. As always, <laughs> we stick we stick to strict time time constraints as well. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back in two weeks with an episode with a special guest, and uh, hopefully some great news regarding our cricket season. But until then, stay yes, go go Eagles and go Tigers. Um, until then, stay safe and uh, look after yourselves and check up on your mates. Thank you.